Hello, Taquistas. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Victor Landa, and this is the 18 podcast. And it's one week to the big election. And I was thinking to myself, uh, who could I speak to? Who could I interview? Who could I invite to my podcast that could give us a good perspective of the next seven days and all the craziness that's been happening with this election? And uh, it just it occurred to me that that I've been having from for, for years now some really good conversations about politics, but also about culture, about family, about so many different things with my business partner, with my new Staco partner, uh, Gilberto Cañas. And Gilberto has a long, long history of work in politics. And he was uh, at the ground floor, one at, probably at, at the beginning or at least in, in the early days of the Southwest Voter Registration Education Project. He was Willie Velasquez's communications VP or communications director. Uh, way back when, and uh, since then, he's worked on many campaigns at many different levels, and he's worked national politics, national po party politics. He is incredibly well-connected, and he has incredibly good insights, uh, political insights, and, and sees things, I think, in a in a unique way coming from his background. And he's, a, he's from a small town in Texas, and, and that informs a lot of what he does and and how he thinks of the world. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to give him a call and we're going to we're going to record a podcast. I said, you know, we have such good conversations. I was telling him that maybe we should record these. Uh, you know, I I have fun in the conversations and 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 I know you do too. So let's see if we can record these and turn them into a podcast. And so we did that. I called him up. Uh, he is in Phoenix and he is working on a campaign in Phoenix. I'll let him uh, fill us in on everything. But uh, that's where I caught up with him uh, on a phone call and we chatted for a few minutes. And that's. That's our, our first podcast with uh, with Gilberto and hoping we're, we're going to be doing this weekly. So look for these podcasts, these conversations with Gilberto. Just, uh, you know, two friends talking about all sorts of stuff. And this time, because of the election, it just happened to be politics. And, uh, well, here we go. It's a constant story of activity of uh, really committed people. Uh, I don't know, you know, these even the folks who work for Hillary are... Very young, very smart, and very serious about it. So you, you, but you're not at the at the uh, at the headquarters right now. Where are you right now, physically? Yeah, I'm at I'm at my uh, office that we have here, our branch office we have here in, in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, cool. So do you have like a really nice view? Can you see Phoenix? Um. Well, not right now because we have the shades down because we're facing west. So. Oh, okay. Even, even though even though it's early. Almost mid fall, the it's still in the 90s, but today it was a little cooler at 83. So, but it's a beautiful place. The weather's gorgeous. Everybody's in a good mood because the mornings are cool and the evenings are cool. In the daytime, it's a little warm, but it's not that bad. So that's crazy for it to be 90s in, on Halloween. Yeah, it's, a, it's a 90s on Halloween, uh, and I, hopefully it'll start cooling down. It's usually, be you know around election time, there's always been a lot. Uh, cooler weather. I think up in north it's getting a lot cooler, but, but still here, I think uh, I think that's why the uh, winter t winter, or they, as they call them, the snowbirds, come in a little bit later. Yeah, that's right. The December and staying through through March or April until it starts getting warm again, they go back up to Wisconsin or or, or Canada, whatever they go to. Um, do they do they uh, in, in any way like uh, sway the vote count? I wonder. You know, I, I hadn't thought about that. that. That's a good question. I think a lot of them, you know, probably have residents. You know, they probably have their permanent residence wherever the elections come up. I would tend to think that they may not be here yet. Oh, okay. For the, for 
for the election. So I don't. I, I would imagine they want they go vote back there, and a lot of them, of course, are retirees. And uh, as they get older, they become more conservative, right? Even they, though they may have been union members during their whole lifetime up in the Midwest. Yeah. As they get older, they get more conservative. So I think has kept the uh, Arizona in the conservative column for a longer time. But the, 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 the boom of Latinos and Latino youth and the, the millennials, the largest, fastest growing group in Arizona – uh, that's why, you know, Arizona for the first time since, you know, though Clinton won it in 1996, it was uh, not a difficult campaign. But before that, it had been 1945 since a uh, Democrat had won Arizona. So now. 45. Very, yeah. And now it's very competitive. Uh, but one of the things in, in presidential elections that states that have always been targeted, there's always it's already like an organization that goes through this every every four years, and, and they're pretty competitive every two years in the off-year elections. But yeah, yeah. Arizona hasn't had that history, so there there's a lot more work to do, and it didn't come into the uh, targeted column until about really about three weeks ago, at the most. And so people just start uh, starting getting deployed here. Uh, I would say ten days ago. Oh man, so close to the election, and and it gives me from what you've been telling me, people coming from uh, other parts of the country where where the uh, election is already solidly blue, so they're coming from Brooklyn right. and they're coming from other places. It sounds like it's a lot like, I, I don't know, you could you could tell me, it sounds like it's like herding cats, like just a whole bunch of people just coming down and just give me something to do. Exactly, exactly, and and there has to be some organization because you have all these precincts, and and some precincts have all these they have all these voters. And these voters are uh, have said before through a, some sort of poll or have, uh, have have gone to some event that that they're Hillary voters. Now you have to get them out to vote. And I don't know the exact numbers, but they have a record amount of uh, of, of uh, early vote turnout here, uh, where in the past Democrats were behind 20,000 votes at this at this particular time. They're almost even with the Republicans because in Arizona, you register by party. You know whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent, so you can, you know, more or less tell where. Oh, okay. Uh, so they have close primaries there. Right, they have close primaries. Oh. And it doesn't it doesn't mean that if you're a registered Democrat or you'd vote, you wouldn't vote for Trump or, or vice versa, but it, it hopefully. The old, the, yeah, the likelihood is that you're going to vote for the likelihood. What, yeah. But, yeah, but 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 then again, as I said, some of the older. Um, more conservative, longtime Democrats may not be that way, but it's just—it's an exciting time. Everybody, you know, there is a bit of herding cat uh, scenario here. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's trying to help, and then um, Hillary's coming in Wednesday, and then Tim Kaine is coming in as well on Thursday. So that means that obviously, when uh, one of the principals comes into the campaign, if for into a state for a campaign, that means it's a very targeted race, and people are going to be more excited. Obviously, more publicity. And then people send this election. So, uh, and on top of that, you have a longer-term uh, group uh, trying to oust Sheriff Arpaio. That's right. And and, and and the current his current Democratic opponent in the polls shows that he's ahead. And so there's a lot more activity of people trying to get Arpaio out. It's called the Bust Arpaio movement. So Sheriff Joe is still ahead with everything that's happened. No, no, he, no, he's behind right oh, now. Oh, he's, he's behind. behind. His opponent he's is behind. ahead. Yeah, yeah, his opponent's ahead. He's oh, okay. Behind. And, uh, 
And then he's uh, Arpaio. In fact, at an event that Trump had, Arpaio introduced Trump. So he's he's one of the few oh, really? Republican officials who's you know, embraced Trump totally. So he's going he's either gonna go, you know, down with the ship or whatever happens. My God, yeah. Because if anybody's like the poster boy of of who Latinos hate in the U.S., Arpaio's up there. Arpaio, you know, has done things to 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 Latinos and targeted Latinos, and you know his goal was to put as many of them either in in behind bars. In this case, he put them in tents. And he would he would uh, address them in pink, right? Address them in pink as well. Yeah. And he currently is under contempt of court because he hasn't followed through, so he he himself may end up in in prison. <laughs> I wonder if he'd go into right. No, no, that brings up a whole bunch of ideas. I mean, is he going to dress in pink, and is he, is he going to exactly. go into one of his one exactly. of his tents? Man, he might, he might he might have to be isolated for for his own good, right? To survive yeah. the prison life. So. Either that, or he'll so, cop one of these. You know, I'm eighty. What is he? Eighty four years old, and he'll say, you know, I need special. Yep, yep. I think he's I think he's eighty five. So eighty five. This, this is a long. I think this election is is one of the uh, tipping point elections. And and what what happens next is. Who's there to, to to know? Because you have uh, big splinter in the Republican Party, and you, you yeah, know, already yeah. on already on the, the Democratic primary. You know the the Bernie Sanders people were had their own revolution, so they're still active. I think most of them have come on to support Hillary, but it doesn't mean that they want to end end the revolution and and, and move forward. And I, and I think millennials, whether they be Hispanic or not, are 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 right in the forefront. I think Sanders won the majority of, his, of, of Hispanic millennials. Yeah, yeah. He and and there's forty four percent of of Latinos in the U S. are millennial. I mean, it's a big chunk of of Latinos that it's are. It's a big chunk of Latinos, and I think there's still you know when the, when a new when the new crowd comes in of, of new leaders, I think there's a little tension in every city, and I think that. The, the the new millennials are not going to ask for permission as as it was back in the sixties when the young Chicanos came and became more active activists and then the the older more established Mexican Americans were looking down at this this dirty mm. word called Chicano yeah so it's not something new but you know we have a new term for it called millennials so exactly so it's, it's the same age cohort right it's it's the eighteen to twenty four eighteen to thirty four year olds right absolutely. in there absolutely. Probably a little more, you know, overall more educated, but I and I think that uh, I think that uh, it'll be a force. And we have a, a young congressman here named Ruben Gallego, who's a Harvard grad, and also went to Harvard. I mean, went to Harvard, but also is a Marine. Oh wow! Uh, serving in uh, in uh, Afghanistan or Iraq, I'm not quite sure. Two tours, and he's not from here. And he ran for state rep and won. Then he ran for Congress and won, replacing a long time leader uh, at Pastor, and it was surprising to me that he wasn't from here. I always thought he was from, from uh, at least from Arizona. Where is he from? I didn't... He's from Chicago. Oh, wow. How did he end up in Arizona? Yeah. That's interesting. That should be a really he, interesting story. Yeah. His uh, fiance, who he met in, in uh, at college, moved to to Phoenix. So and he, he followed, followed her here. He followed the girl. Wow. Exactly. That's a cool story. She's vice mayor of the city of Phoenix. Oh wow, that's the, I so, guess that's like a Latino power couple. Latino. Well, she's not she's not Latina. But, oh, okay. You know, but she goes by his name, so she's marriage. She's a Latina by marriage for sure. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I I met him once or, or maybe twice, and and uh, he gave me the impression of having a lot of energy. 
he has a lot of energy. I was fortunate enough to go with him on a, on the trip to Israel, and that was uh, five years ago, and uh, almost, yeah, almost five and a half years ago. And he was 28 at the time, and he was a state rep, and he was just a high-energy guy. He was excited about every day, and he was having a great time, and he hasn't slowed down. He's more excited, and he's, you know, he's a, he, he's, he's a guy that's going to, you know, have a long-term run here. And I think also going to bring a lot of other younger people. I've met a lot of dreamers that are involved in the campaign as well. So I think he's, it's a, it's a new group. It, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure what that means for the more, the second, third generation Mexican Americans who've been here for a long time, or longer than that. But I think it'll be a new mix of people. And I, so I think they're more, I would say they're more ambitious, right? They have bigger dreams. Wow. You know, whether they, whether they, not can maybe be congressman, but maybe they can be U.S. senator. Wow. Do you think this this what what's happening now then with this this push for for votes and the millennials coming of political age uh, that what we're seeing might be like a changing of a guard? And and how hard is that going to be for the ones that are in power already? Well, I I, I think it will be a changing of the guard that happens you know, that happens everywhere. Yeah, I think yeah. That though in other areas. Where you know whether whether um, they're more established in the in the business community, it's harder to change that. Mexican Americans and Latinos yeah. are not are not really you know they're, they're established Hispanic politicos, but they may not necessarily be Hispanic, or they they may not be the business power players. In the Anglo community, you have a longer, more established power player. So I think if you want to break in there, it's a lot tougher. So I I think this might be this might also you know it's first some more some more competition among Hispanics which I think is good I think that we sometimes we we have elected officials that that stay in office for a long time and they get a bit complacent I was going to say complacency is bad exactly so I I think this is a positive thing you know change is good you know if you don't change you die you don't you know we're all going to die but I think I think this is, I, I think it's good I think we should embrace it. And 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 then makes it more competitive, and and the the cream rises to the top. How wonder how opened uh, they are to being mentored, to being guided, or or is it the typical uh, uh, attitude of of youth? And and I and I'm not saying because of the youth of today, but the youth of always, the attitude has been that the older people uh, just don't know what's going on. And and I wonder if that's just repeating itself again. <clears throat> I think I think. Um, I think there is always that. I think that there's always that dynamic. Yeah, right. right? But I think because their sights may, may be set a little higher than the folks that came before them, they understand that if they want to, they want to, you know, break that the glass ceiling of being elected statewide, uh, or maybe one day running for president. You're going to have to reach out to a lot of people. One thing I think the, the advantage they have. They're more used to working with other other people from other that, that are not Hispanic. That's true. That's I think that's true. one that's one thing. But at the same time, they're not you know Latinos are, are not a political power, or they're they're a growing political power, but they're not necessarily a business power. And then when you run statewide, you need to raise a lot of money. So you need to have the the ability to raise a lot of money. And so, but I think that these younger Millennials who are moving forward also have friends all over the country, and you know, and in in my time, it was really rare for somebody who went to Harvard who would actually go into politics. They would go into business, yeah, or some other profession, right? So, 
I think I think so. You have more educated in the examples that we have with uh, Julian and Joaquin Castro, who went to both Harvard, Stanford, and Harvard. I that's think right. That's beginning to kind of change. If you, if you go to other parts of the country, you don't see Ivy League Latinos necessarily get involved in politics. They go into the business route. Well, and what about all this that's going on? Uh, what have you heard uh, that you, now that you've been in uh, in Phoenix for a couple of days? What have you heard about all this, all this stuff with uh, Hillary and the emails? Do you think it's it's causing any damage down there? I th- I think I think it's you know <laughs> my my sort of analogy is that yes, it's causing something, but it's like uh, you know this is a this is a, a cake that's been cooking for. A year, right? And we're down to the last five minutes that the cake's going to be ready. And so you have something in there that may not be fully cooked, but the majority of the cake is already cooked, meaning that voters have already made up their mind. We've gone to one week into the early votes in mail-in ballot period. So I think a lot of people have already voted. Millions have already voted, yeah. Millions and millions have already voted in record numbers all over the country. So I think then if you look at the people who haven't voted, among maybe the independents who haven't who haven't decided, this might sway them. But then if they evaluate what happened, what's happened with with what Trump is saying versus what Hillary has done, and sort of just you know being uh, sloppy with emails, maybe not intentionally. So I'm not sure that that's enough for the, somebody to sway them to say, well, I'm, I'm leaning toward her. Should I go back to Trump? Yeah, I, yeah. I, it, it might add a little more time before they make a decision. But I, but it's it's still not, you know, no one wants to have a hiccup in the last 10 days of an election. And also, the other thing is unprecedented, and may, I think it might have happened before when Clinton was running against George H.W. Bush, is that the government sort of gets involved and puts himself in the campaign by making some indictment in the last two weeks of the campaign. And I think <laughs> yeah. there's, and there's a major pushback, whether from uh, from Senator Reid from Nevada, uh, in terms of whether you know maybe the FBI director overreached. Yeah, violated the Hatch Act. Yeah, and and I don't know if that's a reach. Also, I I don't know if, if what uh, Comey did was a violation of the Hatch Act, but at least, you know, the question is up there, and uh, it, it it deflects a lot of, well, some of the media attention away from the emails itself, and, and it directs it toward the FBI director, and I think that's probably part of, of what their the thinking is, because I, right. I do know that more than likely on, on the GOP side, they're trying to get uh, Donald to not say anything, because, you know, eight days is a long, or seven days is a long time for Donald Trump. To, to have an open mic and he, you know, there's no telling what he'll say. There's no telling what he'll do. So I know they're all, you know, crossing their fingers and trying to put a muzzle on him so that he doesn't, you know, get go anywhere near a microphone. But that's not going to happen. So, I mean. Well, exactly. But, I mean, you know, anything can happen when he gets on in front of people and then people start egging him on. His crowds are not as big as they have been in the past, number one. And also he's not saying as much inflammatory things. So I'm not sure that he can change his image what he's done you know for the last year and a half in the last 10 days that he's going to be a much more disciplined reasonable person than someone you can trust I don't mean to laugh, but that's just just trying to think of of uh, from what we've seen of Donald Trump for him to to be a reasonable, responsible leader of a nation. Just, it just I well, I can imagine he would be tweeting right before he's going to blow up Russia, right? Exactly. I'm going to blow you up. I'm going to blow you up. I'm going to blow you up. And he's tweeting, tweeting, tweeting. 
and Russia's going to say, hey, this guy's going to blow us up. Let's blow them up first. <laughs> is that something you, you ever thought would happen, that you have somebody that yeah. with that kind of uh, personality in that position? Exactly. And, you know, so, again, back to the whole thing that, you know, the, the cake being almost cooked, you know, all the uh, all the major establishment Republican folks are not endorsing Trump and so it just depends who goes out to vote. That's why these efforts are like so important in terms of getting out every single vote that you think is going to vote for you. And and I did some phone banking. There was one person who says, you know, I'm not going to vote for anybody. Oh, really? And They're going to sit out the election? Just, she says, I can't, I can't bring myself to vote for anybody. So I'm not going to vote her. She says, I'm not going to vote at all. So I think that the, the tone of this election has reached a level where I think um, – it's it's going to leave a, a little bit of a scar on the electoral process. Hopefully, that people won't doubt the the election process because, you know, he keeps saying it's rigged. Uh, it's interesting that he says it's rigged now that there's a woman that's about to be elected uh, president of the United States. You know, and for the majority of our history, there was never a woman or an African American elected, and that in it it, it 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 seems odd that now that a, a, a African American woman get elected, now all of a sudden it's rigged. Exactly. Rigged, right? so, so much of what this guy says is 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 very much a dog whistle, and and he just right. he doesn't come out and say it, but but what's between the lines has always been very clear. So yeah, and minority women have made a lot of progress, and you know we you know don't want to go back, don't want to go back, and and the the fear is that they're, he's going to go back, and so I. I you know, I, I think that I think that this email thing, the email controversy is gonna it's gonna you know pause people more than it's a decision or a, or a, it, it, I don't think it's gonna change minds as much. Wow. Well, I know you've got a lot of phone banking and stuff to do, so I'm not gonna keep you anymore. I promise that I wouldn't keep you too long. But uh, so, what what's on the agenda for for the rest of the week? Well, the rest of the week we have uh, uh, Hillary Clinton coming in. That's Wednesday right. Wednesday here into. Um, into Phoenix, uh, and uh, Tim Kaine's going to be in um, in Tucson, uh, which is incredible. That it's happening back to back, and so I I think that there will be a lot of events around that. And then the whole thing is to get hundreds of people on the streets to go out Saturday, Sunday, and Monday and Tuesday in shifts of three to go out there and knock on doors and wow. hit people and 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 touch touch them at least four times. So that's, you know, the work is getting people out because people, there are a lot of, you know, work. This is not a rich, rich state, so people have to take off from work. Exactly. And so it's, you know, not everybody human who wants to get involved, they can't afford it to uh, to take off. So it's, it's just grinding it, grinding it until the, until the end. Yeah, it always comes down to the ground game, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I think Democrats have always been better at that, and, and, and Democrats always turn up more voters on Election Day. So that's that's what the, all the people that are coming to volunteer and all the elected officials, all the other community leaders are being asked to come out and, and get people to, to to engage themselves and, and and contribute some time for phone banking or door knocking, and that's what it takes. It you know the you know, we've seen so many ads that people are almost like you know toning uh, tuning them out, right? So I think it's it's more like the face to face. It's a it's a hand to hand combat. <laughs> I like that analogy. Hand to hand, it's 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 like uh, uh, lucha libre, and and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is for real, though. Exactly. All right. Well, then I'm gonna let you get back at it, and uh, uh, let me know how things are going, and and we'll okay. be we'll be talking soon. All right. Take care. Yeah. You too. Bye bye.
And that was that conversation with Gilberto. Like I said, uh, we're going to be trying to do this every week. Uh, talk on maybe over the weekend, talk on Mondays. But uh, the idea is to post these on Tuesdays so that you can be looking for them. And also look for us on iTunes. Uh, this is a new thing. Uh, I, I had to jump through uh, the, the usual iTunes Apple hoops to get our uh, the Asiocho podcast on iTunes. And there it is. So you can look for the Asiocho podcast on iTunes and uh, subscribe and every time we have something new you will get a ring and they'll let you know um at new stacko uh the podcast network and the the podcast that you can look for is 18 anyway till next time we'll be seeing you around bye